Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One, two. Yo, what up, Z-Pack? It's your boy, Z-Dog MD. I said MD. Why is that important? Because today, we have the notorious DVM. You guys don't realize this, but a big part of the Z-Pack take care of species that are different than myself. They may be closer to Tom. We're talking about veterinary medicine. And today, I have the dopest vet on the planet, Dr. Nicole MacArthur. What up, Nicole? What up, Z-Dog? I'm just keeping it moderately real. How about you? Moderately real. <laughs> By the way, Nicole, you're in practice around Sacramento and Rockland. Yes. Um, I grew up in the Central Valley, so we're mm -hmm. sisters and brothers from other mothers. Yes. You're a doctor, I'm a doctor. We all kind of are suffering through this sort of vet and medicine 2.0 world. If you were to tear a horse's rectum while doing the rectal, what's the legal ramifications? Are you guys sued a lot? We aren't sued, well, the horse vets get sued a lot. Because mm, they're high stakes? They're very valuable animals, yeah. yeah. Um, we have for meat. For, yes, yeah. for meat. Mm -hmm. And glue. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of, we, we all need glue. We do, so, we Yes, do. we gotta raise those horses up right. So they're so. the only ones with the uh, high, high risk? No, they all are, and with um, society viewing their pets more as my fur babies, and this is my child, they're expecting a lot more, mm. and they're expecting uh, human-level care, which we can deliver in some areas. I mean, we have specialists, we have, you know, your dog is down in the back legs, we'll send you for an MRI, and then the neurosurgeon will do appropriate surgery. Mm. And so, you know, this can cost $8,000 for a workup like that, which, you know, there is pet insurance, but not a lot of people use it. So you have somebody who brings in their pet, who my, my worst example is a, dog, a man ran over his own dog, got home uh -huh. 11 o'clock at night, ran over his dog, I was working emergency, the dog had a hemoabdomen, uh -huh. need to go in, take the spleen out, and then we'll deal with the fractured pelvis later. And so I gave him an estimate, it's gonna cost, you know, like $3,000 to take your dog's spleen out. And yeah. he says, I just lost my house. Wow. So I had to euthanize this dog because there was no, the dog was hemorrhaging. The only way to make it not hemorrhage was to remove the source of the hemorrhage, which he had no money to pay for. And so either we let this dog go home and die or, you know, we give it a humane death, which is what we did. And, you know, I'm sure people will think that that was wrong and I should have done it all for free. And but how, how can you do that in a sustainable way where you can. this happens all the time? All the time. All the time. All the time. So you're put in this horrible position mm -hmm. where you cannot survive if you do free operations removing spleens, which I imagine is a time-consuming, mm -hmm. dangerous procedure to begin with mm -hmm. and requires anesthetist and all that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and yet 
you know, now this, you, you are the one who has to put the animal to sleep. Mm -hmm. So people in- Ooh, <coughs> question. What Tom. happens if somebody comes in and they want to put a healthy animal to sleep? That's called convenience euthanasia. and there's, It's a thing? It is a thing. We call it convenience euthanasia. And I was just at a lecture the other night by Sonia Dennis where there's a spectrum of you know, what's considered convenience euthanasia. So on one end, you have a very aged, debilitated animal who's at the end term of a lifelong disease process. So nobody considers that convenience. Right. And then on the other end of the spectrum is I have a black cat and a brand new white couch. And so, you know, and then there's all the way in between. And so wow. where you draw your line is different for each person. And um, it's funny when we graduate vet school, you know, the line is like over here, this, you know, I won't euthanize anything unless it's sick. Mm. And then as you're more and more in practice, that line slides a bit. Wow. Depending on your experiences and where you're at. Did, does anyone else in the ZPAC find this amazingly fascinating because there's so many parallels and yet it's different and yet I know it at the end of life in in the ICU so many patients have told me you know my vet treats my animals better mm -hmm. than you guys are treating my loved one mm -hmm. why can't we elect to make him comfortable or her comfortable mm -hmm. and we say well plus we're paid to keep them alive mm -hmm. And so you're in a, in a very different, and that, that, that interesting thing you said about <laughs> when you leave medical or vet, veterinary school, you're here, and then mm -hmm. it pushes out. Mm -hmm. What pushes it out? Is it economic pressure? Is it peer pressure? Is it the pressure from the patients? So much, all of that, mm. all of it, economic. So yeah, it's like, I can't afford this. Um, just experiences with people and what they'll tolerate and what they won't. Um, Yelp has been horrific for veterinarians. Tell me about that. So people have their, their fur baby and they expect a certain level of care mm. and they go in there and if it's not up to their standards, they'll go on Yelp and complain. Yeah. And Facebook's the same thing. We've seen this over and over on, on my group um, and a veterinarian will do something and it's usually a rescue group or just an individual who will hear something and think that's not fair. So they get on their Facebook page and they say, this person is awful, you mm. need to shut them down. So this just happened like last week or the week before in Ontario, Canada. Mm. Sick puppy, four months old, needed surgery. They quoted $8,000 because of, you know, they're not allowed to say what happened. Right. But the options were you put the dog to sleep or you you can if you don't want to put the dog to sleep and you can't afford care sign it over to us we'll take care of the dog and then we'll find it a home I see so this rescue group thought that was ridiculous huh. and flooded um, flooded the hospital like they posted they posted the phone number and said call and block up their lines so they can't do business right they they plan to picket the hospital um, sometimes they will get the doctor's name and their address and um, it's amazing. People can be pretty awful. Oh, wow. Over their fur babies. Their fur babies. Wow. Or someone else's fur baby by Somebody, proxy. Correct. Right. With these That's rescue That's even groups. the worst. And they yeah. don't even know this person. It's like the people always tell me that I'm like somehow culturally appropriating African-American music. And the people telling me that are white people. HIPAA, privacy, does it apply to animals? 
So can these vets write back on Yelp and go, this person's dog was a piece of crap that pooed in my thing, they didn't want to deal with it, and I had to do this? Some people will do that mm. and say, that's not, that is not what happened, this is what happened, mm. and then other people will not just cite it. We don't have an official HIPAA right. that I'm aware of anyway. Right, it's HIPPO because hippo. it's animals. Yes. Exactly. Maybe. I'm here all week, people. Sweet. Tip your nurse. Uh, so, so it sounds like there's a lot of stress mm -hmm. in being a vet. And here's the thing I didn't understand when I got into doing what I do, mm -hmm. that there's a whole group of other doctors that are maybe even more stressed mm -hmm. than medical doctors, and it's you guys. Mm -hmm. And as a result, there's so much suffering that goes on that is invisible to the consumer, right. the mother or father of the fur baby. Mm -hmm. And that's leading to a, what, one in four veterinary doctors have considered suicide. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about this, because it's we just had a, 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 a survivor of a physician who committed suicide, mm -hmm. but this happens to veterinary doctors all the time mm -hmm. and vet techs and vet techs people in the space yes just anybody who deals with animals because it's it's that it's that thing we uh, my group so my group's not one more vet mm. uh, we're a Facebook group of over 15,000 veterinarians from around the world um, most of them in the US but we we have vets from Singapore to Scotland so it's kind of cool but um, we all face a lot of the same pressures and that we're our, our breed characteristics like we like to say we're perfectionists we tend to be introverts if we weren't so introverted many of us would have probably med ventured into human medicine right but we don't want to touch people or talk right, to people. because you, you had an experience you wanted to be a human doctor I did and what, what, what happened I um, I, I had two experiences. One was they told me to take the blood pressure of a woman on an ambulance during my EMT training, and I freaked out because I didn't want to touch her. And then the second women are gross. They are. They are so gross. They are. I agree with you, and, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a human with doctor myself. <laughs> what was the second experience? Um, I watched them put a urinary catheter in a woman, and who was older and not. And, and quite demented, mm. and it was all very shocking to me. <laughs> that's that's Tuesday for me. That's Tuesday yeah. for you. And well, Wednesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and often Saturday and God Sunday. God bless you. But Monday, no, nope. it's usually a dude I'm doing. Dude, sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is that easier? No. It's really. Mm. I mean, it's right there. <clears throat> like your your orifice is right there. You, you want to hear a dirty secret? Yes. I don't put in the foley's guys because. You know, that's the nurses do it better than me. And when the prostate's big, I call urology. They do it. Anyway, so this made you vagal and you passed out and nearly Pre died. Yes. No, that didn't yeah. happen. But nauseous, you weren't. Nauseous, but yes. Yeah, nauseous. Yeah. So you realized then, no. No. But animals was okay. Yeah, and my, so the funny, thi funny thing is my dad's a cow vet. Yeah. So I grew up in veterinary medicine. It's all I know. Yeah. And it never occurred to me that maybe I'd want to work on animals. And well, I guess the way I looked at it was I don't want to hurt the cat. Yeah. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to see animals in pain. Yeah. And uh, my dad, being a, a <laughs> he graduated in 1970 when there was like two women in veterinary medicine. Yeah. And back then it was just like you know oh, it's good old boys club and and so he only just, I'm gonna stick my arm up in a horse's rectum up to the elbow shoulder Sh oh shoulder oh that's how deep it goes it does so deep I put that horse to sleep yeah yeah so. <laughs> So it was an old boys club, your dad? Old boys club. And, and yeah, he was like, there's no way. Nicole. And, and in his mind, you know, 
companion medicine wasn't what it is now, small, small companion animals. Um, so he couldn't imagine his little daughter going out working on cows and, you know, so yeah, why don't you go be a human doctor? Oh, got it, got mm -hmm. it, got yeah, it. Yeah, go it. be a human doctor That's so you right. don't have to wrestle the cows. That's funny. Because yeah. my, my, my mom used to tell me she's a psychiatrist. You know, have you considered veterinary medicine because the kitties and the doggies and the newts, the newts, the newts are in need of helpings. And, and really, what she Somebody's was gotta help what needs. she was telling me is she didn't think I could handle the emotional torment of humans. Mm -hmm. And she was right. Yeah. But I would have been worse with animals because I actually feel like animals are entirely. I can't judge an animal. No. I feel like they're blameless. And uh, so they're these innocent little things, and so I, I couldn't. I would just fall apart. Ooh, question about the innocence of animals. Are all cats evil? No! Seems like they are. My cat's evil, but that's what I like about her. What's your cat's name? Uh, Mochi. Mochi. Yeah. And what does she look like? She's a diluted calico. Ooh. Oh. And on Instagram, I post pictures of her chasing this whirring thing where she'll jump 10 feet in the air and try to grab it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Go, Mochi. Yeah, but she today, uh, my uh, Z-Pup daughter decided to leave her toilet seat up, and Mochi jumped into the bowl splashed water everywhere. Unclear if there was urine in it, daughter denies. And uh, then I had to deal with that this morning. When I was in medical school learning to be a human doctor, I had a chameleon, Wallace, and another chameleon, Gromit. Gromit was the female. Never do that, just saying. It was a bad idea. Mm -hmm. They grew up together, they were really cute until they hit adolescence. Oh. In adolescence, Wallace became a little bitch mm. and he would, he would abuse Gromit and so on and so forth. Well, one day Gromit got really sick and kind of bloated mm. and we thought, what's going on? And so I decided, let me call a vet in San Francisco. What? I was like, I wanna see what's up. Now, I'm a broke medical student. Yeah, so but you, you thought to call a professional? I, the internet had just started. Oh, okay. And I did Google, I didn't Google, I Alta Vista'd. Or I- um, Asked Jeeves. I asked Jeeves. Wow. And Jeeves was like, could be egg bound. Mm -hmm. Full of eggs, not able to lay them. And uh, I love how I'm mansplaining veterinary medicine to you. You know, it's like when they're full of eggs. Oh, and is they that what that is? They don't actually lay them. I missed that lecture. <laughs> and so, you missed the reptile. Uh, I did. Gosh, I would opt out of that myself. So this reptile was dying in front of me, so I called a vet, and it was a wonderful young lady who answered the phone, and she was the actual vet. And she, I told her I'm a medical student, I have this thing happening, and she said, well, I know it's really hard, this is what's going on, eggbound, you can give the animal uh, oxytocin, pitocin, and induce this thing, and that mm -hmm. may be one thing you can do, or we can do some other things. And I said, well, how much will that cost? And she said, you know, $250, and I was like, the animal cost me $50. Um, it's a reptile. Mm -hmm. So the love yeah. is not entirely there. Mm -hmm. And I'm in debt to the tune of $50,000 already. Mm -hmm. What can I do? She goes, well, you're a medical student. Maybe get some Pitocin and inject it yourself. And I can walk you through how to do that. So she told me how to do it. We went upstairs to OB across the street at the hospital. I begged a resident to give us some wasted Pitocin, human Pitocin. I didn't even, I don't start IVs on animals. I barely start IVs on people. I injected into the forearm of this creature uh, some unknown amount of Pitocin. It turns white, it turns yellow, it turns orange. Its gular goes and then it dies right there. So I killed this animal iatrogenically, starting with Dr. Google 
ending with being too cheap to afford the vet. And then you know what we did? We did an autopsy on it. Yes, animal. good. And a we found a, a black necrotic ovipositor oh. with a bunch of eggs. And so the animal would have died anyways. But yeah. I don't know the point of that story, except that that's when I realized that we can do harm. We, yes. 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 <laughs> and that vets are important. Yes. <laughs> Seems like the point of that story was you just like to kill lizards, Z. Yeah, don't don't get me started on murdering animals because I do that no. just on weekends. Uh, so, so the veterinary suicide piece, you have this group, not one more vet. Correct. It's a Facebook group, mm -hmm. fifteen thousand vets. Mm -hmm. You mentioned all the way up through Scotland. Mm -hmm. Tell me about this uh, group and how you guys are trying to raise awareness about this and make it a make it less likely to happen. So what what happened was Sophia Yin veterinarian, um, very well respected in the industry, lived in Davis, um, very positive, very brilliant woman um, on the outside, looked like she had everything. And so when the news came out that she had taken her own life, it was just kind of like, what? You know, mm. how, you know, you, you never would have guessed it looking at her facade. And so a friend of mine uh, group texted me and two other veterinarians, um, one's a dermatologist, one's a uh, neurologist, and we had this group text, and we started talking about problems in veterinary medicine and the stresses we feel, and it was the first time anybody actually like verbalized these things, mm. and I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's huge, and it was so comforting to know I'm not alone in these thoughts, because I always thought, even though I'm married to a vet and my dad's a vet, I never knew that the way I was feeling was something that other people felt as well. Um, and so I just started this little group with some of my classmates and some of my colleagues in the area and they invited their friends and they invited their friends and it, you know, just people go on and talk about stuff daily that, that upsets them, um, talk about their victories. I would love to be in that group actually. Would you? If they would let me in, I would love to learn about your guys' pain points because more than I have just talking to you, which has been enlightening mm -hmm. because I think we could use some more cross specialty compassion. Mm -hmm. Cause how many times have you had a doctor as a patient who's got a fur baby and they're pulling the doctor card. Have you ever had that? What's that, how does that go down? It, it can go one of two ways. Mm. One way is like, I don't know anything about this. I, <laughs> I had a doctor, his wife brought the cat in and the cat was I think 18 or 19 and had some very you know common old cat problems and recommended this and the wife didn't know what to do so she calls the husband and the doctor, and, and I said, well, the cat is geriatric. He's like, I, how old are cats supposed to be? I don't know. Like, he had no idea. Right, so Zero. Yeah. And I went through, I talked to him about it, and he was like, okay, this has all been very enlightening. Thank you. And went ahead and did it. And it was just like, usually it's like, um, I'm a doctor, and you need to do this. Wow. Like, well, you know, that's not how it's done. Or, you know, like, my dog was limping, so I gave him some aspirin. It's like, well, your dog's going to have a GI bleed now, but that's cool. <laughs> so whatever. It, apparently there's not a one-to-one -one transition from human no. to dog medicine? No. Is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. so, so you have to deal with that, then you mm -hmm. have to deal with productivity pressures, too. Mm. So you're always trying to sell services. Well, we could do a nail trimming, we could do this, because mm -hmm. you have to keep yourself afloat, but that's yes. not why you went into it. Oh, that's so, exactly it. So you know? it seems to me like you and I are just brother and sister from the same thing. Yes. We're also born in the same year. Yes. We also uh, like and hate the same things. Yes. If we were married, we'd already be divorced because we're two alike. That's, right? Yeah. 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 Now, you did marry a guy who I was did. a cow 
doctor. Yes, we met in vet school. You met in vet school. That's which cool. is so. Which is funny because in veterinary medicine, eighty percent is female yeah. and 20% are male. So we always say don't plan on finding your husband in vet school because there's just a very small percentage. Uh, dude, Tom, you should have gone to vet school. There, you? You could have scored a doc uh, wife. Uh, yeah. Dude, it's except not you already late. have like it, a nurse wife, so it's already right. there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. your nurse wife probably makes a whole lot more money <laughs> than veterinarians do. Is that true? Do, yes. do vets not make a lot of money? Average graduating from vet school is $60,000. Wow. Mm -hmm. I think MAs make more than that. Probably. Yeah, and, okay, and median debt is around 200000 Holy crap. There's people graduating over 400000 in debt. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so your, your husband, you guys met in vet mm -hmm. school. The ratio of females to males is overwhelmingly female. Yeah, and half of them are married already, and then probably a quarter of those are gay, and then there's a very small, very small percentage of heterosexual males that and are available. With, with, do they have just one ab? One ab? Yeah. They don't have a six pack because that's too hard to find. It's more of a um, a keg. A keg. Yes. Okay, good. I want to make sure I wasn't the only one in medical school with an ab. You. <laughs> um, I'm sure you weren't. So you met your husband in vet school. Mm -hmm. and you guys got married afterwards. Three weeks after I. He's two years ahead of me, and I, three weeks after you, I graduated. You, you don't typically do residency. You can if you want. Got it. Got I it. wasn't smart enough. Or you didn't want to. You were smart enough not to do it. No, I wasn't smart enough to do one. But then I didn't know what I would want to specialize in. Right. That's the other thing. Right. So you would do it if you're gonna if you're gonna specialize in, you know, doggy derm or something. Mm -hmm. Like Botoxing Sharpays. Why do three-legged dogs always seem really happy? Like almost happier than normal dogs. Yeah, what's up with that? Because they weren't euthanized, because they had a fixable problem. They're like, <laughs> I I love life. I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> They keep calling me tripod, but I'm still here. Take another leg if you Take have Take it. To. I don't care. I've seen two-legged dogs. Yeah, they have that mm -hmm. little... Um, they have carts. The little cart. But sometimes they'll, if they're both like on the same, either both thoracic limbs or both pelvic limbs, uh -huh. they'll learn to walk on just the limbs that they've got. They're incredibly adaptable. I yeah, mean. so I've seen little dogs that walk on their back legs like people. Yeah. And I've seen dogs that will do handstands and walk. What's your least favorite animal to take care of? To take care of? Yeah. No judgment. Just... I hate taking care of this animal because. Does it have to be like a, a type or a breed or a, Think do of I it have this to way. be breedist? What's the drug seeker of the animal world? Like the catnip seeking cat. Oh, you know see, what I mean? Yeah, I would be happy in a cat's only practice. I would. You love cats? I love cats. Taking care of fat cats. Like, why? Why? I don't know. I always grew up with them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My mom was a cat lady. See, is my a mom cat too. lady. My dad's even a cat lady. So my dad is always saying, I don't want this cat in the house. He was always the anti-cat guy. Uh -huh. He was like the Tom of the house. Like, uh, dogs are the only thing. Cats suck. And we had dogs, and those dogs effing sucked. They were the worst. Yeah. And uh, so I always had a little partiality to cats, even though I, I kind of secretly hate them because they're so, they're so selfish. Mm -hmm. So of all the, all, forget about breeds. Okay. You love cats. Mm-hmm. Any species that you just hate taking care of? I'm terrified of any pocket pet. Oh, like a hamster? A hamster, right. rabbits. Oh, can I tell you my rabbit story? Please. So we have a rabbit, Z-Rabbit, that's been on our show many times. We wanted to spay Z-Rabbit. Yeah, see, already mm -hmm. I can tell. Mm -hmm. The vet was like, listen, spaying is a big deal for a rabbit. Neutering them is easy, the males, mm -hmm. easier. Spaying is because it's, an, it's a surgery and we have to use anesthesia 
And I said, yeah, but if you don't spay them, they have a very, like a 50% incidence of some sort of ovarian cancer sometime in their life because they're so freaking feckin'. They love to, oh, you like that word? I do. I just made it up. No, you didn't. You're right. No, didn't. <laughs> it's not like gubernaculum. No, oh. Uh, I know. God, it's such a beautiful word. It um, is. And, and so we wanted to, also this, this animal was digging and doing a lot of stuff that we thought maybe the, the behavior will change. She was like dry humping various members of our family oh. and it's a female mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. Mm. So we take it to the vet, my wife takes it, they give the anesthetic, her heart stops. Yeah. Total asystole mm -hmm. for like four minutes. They revive the animal, oh. run a code on the animal, IV fluid, everything, little yeah. IV in its paw, yes. comes back, it's got a shaved area, mm -hmm. IV, I'm like, what the health? And ever since then, she has been adorable. Like something happened to that animal's brain. She saw the light she did. on the other side of death and was like, I don't want that yet. No. Also, I'm an eternal consciousness that can never die. Yes. <laughs> and came back enlightened, and now this animal is just the best pet ever. Have you ever seen that happen? Yeah. Well, no, but. <laughs> <laughs> so the small animals are, are difficult. Why? I don't know anything about them. I never yeah. had them, yeah. and, you know, we don't get a ton of education on them in vet school. I mean, you can, if you want to track that way, you can. But um, yeah, any animal that can break its own back just by kicking, yeah. I try to avoid. And the birds scare me. Birds are scary. I have chickens. I love my chickens. But I had chickens I, too. You do? Yeah, yeah. I Did had I? chickens in Fresno when I grew up close. Oh, see? Uh, I had a ch chicken that was very dear to me named Featherbrain. And she used to sing like this weird chicken song. She'd be like. <laughs> Did she do that too? Yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit of that twist. Yeah, I'm sorry I interrupted you. I told you I would mansplain the whole you. thing. <laughs> Ooh, Doc, question. Yes, sir. Uh, dudes that own snakes, losers or super losers? What say you? I hate snakes. You like Indiana I Jones. Huh? Like yes, I am like Indiana Jones. Ooh, exactly. who's a bigger loser? The guy that owns a snake or the guy that owns a bearded dragon? <laughs> Do you have both? Is that why you're asking? He's asking for a friend. For a friend. <laughs> for a friend. No, one time I was in a pet store and this dude with a bearded dragon on his shoulder came up to me and was like, yo, what's up, man? You ever met a bearded dragon before? And I was like, no, and I don't want to now. No, so leave never. me alone, weirdo. Who, who starts a story like that? You know, I went into this pet store and this guy had a bearded dragon. And no, but I have a great story. Tell me. Because uh, I don't do the exotic, exotics is what they're called. Oh. So there's, there's a woman on her Paige, who <laughs> fairly new grad, works in Vegas, oh. and she does do exotics. And so this tortoise comes in. His name is Tortellini. Of course. Yes, and he ate a ton of gravel, and he was constipated and just not doing well. Mm. So she starts researching, you know, like how do we relieve the constipation in the in Tortellini, and deep wave uh, frequency. So being in Vegas. On her lunch break, she went to the Hustler store. Oh my gosh. And talked to the people about the various um, devices that can provide deep wave frequency. So she posted a picture of her holding up this massive dildo, which they <laughs> wrapped to. <laughs> to keep it sterile. <laughs> no, they didn't keep it sterile. They just like wrapped it to the, the shell. 
And this turtle, <laughs> there's a video of this turtle just cruising around the hospital, you know, and it's just, it's amazing. And Tortellini did great. He shat more than he's ever shat in his life. Yes, rocks. Wow. I guess it takes a long time. So the, so he's like going a week with this thing. Yeah, he was hospitalized for like a week with his vibrator. And I guess his dad just loves Tortellini. And the stories were amazing. I don't know if I can share, you know, HIPAA and everything. In right, terms of turtle like, HIPAA. Yeah. Right. But, um. I mean, the, it was phenomenal. That's this see, is the, a big plus to vet medicine that all the patients have adorable names, right? They tortellini, do. tortellini, right? Because our patients are like Esther and Agnes. It's like that's not adorable, <laughs> okay? Tortellini is adorable. It's like Rufus, yeah. right? He's threatening to shit on the floor. <laughs> yes, Rufus, <laughs> <laughs> Wallace and Gromit. Never name them together. One always dies a horrible, tragic that's death. That's exactly what happened. So don't do that. And that is exactly. And I blamed Wallace. By the way, we took the eggs out of Gromit's belly mm -hmm. and we incubated them in our oven at like 80 degrees for a month. And w we were so excited, we opened the oven every day and then one day I picked up an egg and it just went <laughs> and it smelled like, like, like that cheese under an obese person's panis. The, the famunda? Is that what it's called? I think so. Wow, you've taught me a word today. I have. By the way, Z-Pak, um, tortellini's dildo strapped on the back. Here's the challenge to the Z-Pack. Okay. Come up with a funny caption for that, because give me the punchline, because I'm thinking of the joke, and I can't say it on the air, so you say it for me. Turtle, dildo. <laughs> There's something there that I'm missing. Oh, no, mm -hmm. you're not missing anything. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> Do you see this? Do you see owners trying to score narcotics by saying that their patients, mm -hmm. their pets are in pain? Mm -hmm. How do you handle that? Uh, we have to log all controlled substances that wow. go out. So yeah, and I, there apparently there's a big database somewhere. So <laughs> Tom, dude, we got my dog Xanax for the Fourth of July because he's a little bitch, <laughs> and uh, I took his leftover Xanax with some beers. It was awesome. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the requisite Tom Heineberg Quaalude story for the day. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. No tramadol. We have tramadol. Tramadol, mm -hmm. right? Don't advertise that. There's we don't have it. We, we oh, script yeah, it out. But it it's out. amazing tramadol how many anyway. people will be like, so my dog's in pain. Do you think maybe tramadol would work? And there's wow. no studies that say oh, that tramadol on its own gosh. is effective. It's a really poor analgesic. So you get like fur mamas going like, the only thing that helps tortellini starts with a D. No, it's not doggy biscuits. <laughs> no, it's not yeah. diclofenac. Oh, here's a question. Mm -hmm. Anti-vaxxers. Do you find them in veterinary medicine? That people who won't, oh my God, I won't vaccinate Tortellini because he'll get turtle autism. And the government <laughs> is trying to control the turtles and make them mutant ninjas. Yes. Do, you do get that? Yes. Oh my God. We have to say, um, you know, rabies by law, we have to give it. That's a human health concern, right. right? You have a rabid dog that bites you, you, you can die. Can I, can I tell you something? Measles, mumps, rubella, those are human health concerns too, but we can't force mothers to vaccinate their children. Hmm. But yet, we can force the animal, right? So, so in other words, what happens if they don't get the rabies vaccination? If they don't get the rabies vaccine and they dog or cat bite somebody, mm -hmm. uh, they have to be quarantined depending on the, the county regulations or the Got state it. laws. But, so, the, but, yeah. the, but there's no law that says that the animal has to be vaccinated. No, just if mm. your unvaccinated dog bites somebody, it's either going to be quarantined or it's going to be euthanized and its head submitted for analysis. 
That's a good way to get rid of your animal. Have it bite someone. Yes. You don't want this animal anymore. Nope. Don't vaccinate it. No. Okay, maybe not a good thing. Do you ever see that Different Strokes episode where Arnold got bit by a dog <laughs> and got 20, it got threatened with 20 rabies shots in the Is belly? Is that how you treat rabies in a human? I don't know. I don't know either. There's okay. IV, there's uh, immu immunoglobin that is an okay. injection. There's the vaccine. So there's just someone who was bitten by a rabid uh, cat. More commonly, it seems to be bats, bats that are causing fatal rabies. It depends on where you're at. I have a friend who's a state vet in Pennsylvania. Mm. And um, you, there you're bitten by an Amish person. Yes. Yes, a rabid Amish person. A rabid Amish person. Because they don't believe person. in, you know, vaccines. No. Right. What is it, raccoons? No. Shoot, she's going to kill me because I don't remember. Oh, so some animal there. Some animal there, right. and they see a lot of it. Wow. Yeah. Human rabies or animal rabies? Animal rabies. Animal rabies, mm -hmm. wow. Rabies is a bad uh, actor. It is. Yeah. It's kind of fatal. It seems to be. It does. You see a lot of worms and stuff, too? Worms, yes. Yes. Yeah. Heartworms, so that's one. Oh. Yeah. Do humans get heartworm? Uh, not that I know of. There are parasites that will infect the heart, but okay. they're exceedingly uncommon in the United States of A. Um, because, you know, um, I don't know. We don't walk around barefoot. We don't do enough earthing we need to, do more to get earthing. the Nestor Americanus hookworm. Oh. And, you know. uh, you see a lot of animals that make their owners sick or vice versa. How no. much trans species I don't action see do we a get? lot of that, but I see a lot of people that think like, oh, I had a cold and now my dog's sneezing. It's like, yeah, it's, you know, not. Not how that works. Mm -mm. Right. Mm -mm. There's not a ton of zoonoses that we see. Um, I'm going to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. Bestiality. Do you see the consequences <laughs> of stuff going down like that? I, I do. You do? I do. You and do. I've heard stories. Wow. Yeah. So like trauma to the animal, trauma to the human? You don't trauma, see the human I don't trauma. see the human trauma, but I've seen, yeah, I have a friend who's involved in an animal control case right now. Wow. He, he did an uh, abdominal explore on a dog and found a free-floating object. Oh, no. That appeared by way of vagina. Oh. Mm. And of course, Tortellini was a test case for this with the dildo on his back. That was therapeutic. See, it's yeah. all how you spin it. It is. You know? Yeah. It's all where the dildo ends up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's pretty much it, Tom Heiner. And, oh, gosh, it's been great. I think everybody in the Z-Pack who is a vet should go to Not One More Vet, search it, or how do you find it? So on Facebook, you can't find it because we're it. a secret group, but right. we have a website, uh, nomv.org. Nomv.org. Mm -hmm. So Not One More Vet. Not One More Vet. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll put that in the link. Yeah. Is that, yes. You can send me the link. I'll make okay. sure to have it right. Okay. And, and sign up, have your voice heard, be a part of a tribe that understands you. Absolutely. And don't... If you're having trouble, seek help. Seek help. Reach out. Yeah. Because chances are somebody's been through a similar thing. And it's it's nice to know you're not alone and that somebody else can empathize with what you're going through. I want you to know that you guys in the veterinary medicine space are not alone. You are with us. We are all in the same tribe. That's the beautiful thing about this whole thing is like we get to come together and be like, you know who we all collectively can't stand? Patience. Let's just put that on. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we all collectively come together and go, we're trying to help people while supporting each other. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it was beautiful that you came out here in Vegas. Thank you for having and me. On our show, Dr. Nicole MacArthur, my favorite Z-Pack vet of all time. We out. We out. Peace. Thanks. Listen, if you don't support the vets, then you can move to Canada, you liberal. Anyway. That's all I have to say.
We have vets in Canada. I, I hate you so much, Tom Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> we have vets in Canada. Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. <laughs> and so at this point, I just got to ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It, it just really helps the algorithms to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I want to hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters. And access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, And that, that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.